0: Morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Spring Dragon Longevity Tea from Dragon Herbs. Spring Dragon Longevity Tea is a very special tea that is unlike any other tea on the market. It is actually a classical form of an elixir that in China was literally called a longevity tea. Spring Dragon Longevity Tea has one main bulk or raw herb, Gaina Leaf, plus five tonic herb extracts. Gaina Stemma is a remarkable herb known in Asia as magical grass. It has been reported to have a wide range of health-promoting benefits. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us.
1: A warm teacup welcome to all those who are tuning in with us. I pray that you've had a blessed weekend and perhaps the reminder or the newly gained knowledge of one of the names of our Lord, Elohim Chaim, the living God, was able to bring an added specialness as we have begun this walk together. Continuing this week with another name of God that's brought to us in scriptures, I can't begin to tell you the encouragement and the feeling of the Holy Spirit that it's been uh, for us to start this journey together for me. I'm reading passages that I've always read, but recognizing the names of God and how they're meant and how they were used to define all of His characteristics has been such a rewarding and fulfilling Uh, time and and tremendous blessings, and I pray that for you as we continue this journey together. I've known for some time that when I'm pastoring, I'll preach a sermon series on the names of God, but seeing as how there's over a hundred mentioned in Scripture, uh, tea time together allows me uh, more opportunities and more names uh, to be able to cover because obviously a sermon series with over a hundred names. Might not be uh, the best idea, but we can grow in our relationship with Christ. And uh, If you're like me, uh, my Hebrew is a little rusty. Who am I kidding? My English is a little rusty. But learning these names, my prayer is that uh, our knowledge of Scripture and our personal walk with the Lord through a difficult time in our world will be richly empowering to us as His children so that we can be greater salt and light. As we looked last week in our introduction, uh, we talked about Elohim or Elohe, uh, but today's name is actually started as El. It is often found as well as a name for God in the Semitic languages. Uh, and again, this word points directly to the power and might of God. And just as Elohim, it, occur, it occurs in the compound names of God. And so today we're going to study and be encouraged by el Hayyai, the God of my life. Of course, where else could we go after studying Elohim Chaim, the living God, than to the fact that as a believer, as a child of the king, he is El-Hayyai, the God of my life. I hope that you've got your Bibles and we're going to open them up and read together Psalm 42. Just a little background as you're turning there. Psalm 42 will begin for us in our canon, book two, uh, and how it's broken down. It's a lament psalm written by men who formerly were able to freely worship God with the Lord's people, but their circumstances had changed. And now they find themselves removed from the religious life that they used to enjoy They miss it greatly. Now, this is the first mention that we have in the Psalms of the sons of Korah. Uh, Just a little something extra. I'll give you some background on these guys. And it starts back all the way in the time of Moses. Because in Moses' day, the Lord set apart the sons of Levi to serve in the tabernacle. And yet only Aaron's sons served as priests. Now, within the Levites, there were three groups. The sons of Gershon, the sons of Merari, and the sons of Kohath. The grandson of Kohath was Korah, and that's from whom these men who wrote the psalm are descended. Now, the sons of Korah, being of that Levite, rose against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness wanderings that you would find in Numbers uh, chapter 16, and because of that insurrection, over 14,000 people died of the plague. Again, continuing in number 16. And God destroyed Korah with 250 others with an ancient version of a sinkhole. So again, if you want to find out a little bit more about that, uh, go to the book of Numbers. But Korah's sons were spared, and now this psalm, is attached to those descendants, which it is identified in each translation with its superscription. Just another quick nugget before we read. Samuel the prophet was also a descendant from Korah. Some of the other sons of Korah were doorkeepers in the tabernacle. Some turned out to be worthy warriors alongside King David. And during the reign of David, a number of these men became leaders in the music Of the tabernacle. All that to say that that's who these men are men who serve the Lord and His people in the tabernacle and, of course, later in the temple. They were also given the authorship of the Psalms 44 through 49, Psalms 84 and 85, and also 87 and 88. So 11 in total are attributed to the sons of Korah. These men are in a unique position to worship the Lord and to actually lead the Lord's people in worship. They've even been granted the awesome privilege under God's Holy Spirit's guidance to give us these versions of Scripture. So here we go, Psalm 42. And coincidentally, this is one of my favorites. And yes, I realize I say that every week. Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water brooks, So my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, Elohim Chayim. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude." I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon. From the hill Mizar, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. El Hayy. I will say to God my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him to help of my countenance and my God." Again, one of my favorite psalms, how powerful. And it mentions Elohim Chaim as well as El Hayyai. Two names of God, the first two that we're studying together. Obviously, these men are thirsting for something more than water. They thirst for something else that they feel is lacking in some way in their lives. They're thirsting for God they recognize the need for God and they want to be in His presence and worship Him. As you probably noticed as we read, the psalm is divided up. It's lament, praise, lament, praise, lament, praise. They clearly want to be in the temple where the Lord's people met to worship in the Old Testament. They want to be the in the assembly of God's people. They want to lead the people and participate with them in joyfully worshiping the Lord. They thirst for this and they need it just as much as a thirsty, worn-out deer thirsts for water. We as Christians too easily thirst for other things. Or perhaps we too easily thirst for rest. There are those times, and I'm guilty, that we thirst more for sports or for work, for family, for hobbies. You name it, and you'll often find people thirsting for something other than communion with God. The sons of Korah were different. Their desire is worthy of us to emulate No doubt, part of what caused the sons of Korah to so greatly desire this worship with the Lord, with God's people, is because they had a handle on exactly who God was. Who He was, who He is. He is Elohim Chayim, the living God, as we spent time on last week. God is not dead. God is not absent when his people come together to worship him. He is very much present. He is an active onlooker and recipient of praise as we come together to worship him. And so the sons of Korah greatly desired that worship of the true living God. Notice some things that they pointed out. The anguish of the distance It's found in almost every verse. My soul pants, my soul thirst, my tears, pour out my soul despair, deep calls to deep, mourning the shattering of my bones, despair. All of those anguish are pointed out, yet there is faith and hope constantly intermingled. Remember, lament and praise, Truly, this is the honest wrestling of the soul within itself, but it speaks faith into those discouraged moments. For us today, oh, the encouragement that is called out in verse 8. In this 11-verse song where God is referred to 13 times, in verse 8, he is specifically called out, El Hayyai, the God of my life. Friends, when depression sets in, when emotional concerns overwhelm our world, when life seems more like a struggle than a blessing, we can combat that enemy of depression we can beat back the attacks of the evil one with a prayer of hope to the God of our life, El Hayyai. In the night, his song shall be with me, the God of my life, El Hayyai. We are reminded of the Lord's disciples who, even though they did not have everything figured out as we know, they said to him in John chapter 6, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. As we look to finish out this week, or we look even farther ahead to next week, or perhaps we're caught wondering why we feel a drought. Why are we thirsty? We sing a song, and it says, when the night is holding on to us, God is holding on, the God of our life, El Hayyai. Remember, even in these darkest times, the God of the Bible is the God of our life, El Hayyai. Trust in Him. Even when we don't understand what He's doing in our lives, He is our God. We are His people. He is the God of our life, no matter the circumstances, and because of Him, we have victory over that life.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Today we received a challenging question, what do you thirst for? Are you like the sons of Korah who thirst for communion with God, who long to worship, Do you hear your own heart's longing in Psalm 42 as it moves from lament to praise, an honest wrestling of the soul itself wherein hope and faith emerge? Or do you find yourself thirsting for something that satisfies and coming up dry? Why are you thirsty? It is not until we go to the God of our lives that our thirst will be satisfied. El Hayyai, the God of my life. What a beautiful name it is. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.